0: Welcome to Episode 5 of Biz Talk with Bill Roy. We're striving to provide you with insight into the people, places, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Thanks for listening. First, a note about the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal available today. Young entrepreneurs. We've written a lot recently about people who are starting new companies, but did you know there are entrepreneurs under 23 making their ideas work? Daniel McCoy talked to young Wichitans who have created products that provide biofeedback to athletes, that allow shy students to ask teachers questions, and a manufacturer of organic drink ingredients. We profile the entrepreneurs and their products this week. We also offer photos from our fun 40 Under 40 event, a special report on construction and design, and we spend 10 minutes with the new CFO at Envision, Mark Eaton. This week's top 25 list actually two shorter ones largest outpatient surgery centers and fastest growing companies. We're pleased at the support we've received for the podcast. Thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would share it and tell your friends about it. And thanks to another source of support our sponsor the folks at Equity Bank.
1: Welcome to the Wichita Business Journal biz talk podcast talking business is what the commercial banking team here at Equity Bank does best. Visit equitybank.com/napkin-stories.
0: This week, a conversation with one of the most impressive Wichita businessmen I've known, the CFO of Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, Scott Redler. Scott tells us about his formative years over in St. Louis, his entry into the food service industry as a teenager, and how he eventually got to Wichita. Scott, thanks again for being here. Really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Biz Talk with Bill Roy, episode five. Here with Scott Redler of Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burger. Tell me your story. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? I'm a St.
1: Louis kid, so Midwest, born and raised, and uh, grew up on you know steak burgers and frozen custard, right. which is interesting how what you start with comes back around. Right. Uh, And uh, just a great, great family, and still a very, very close family, and uh, started in restaurants when I was 15 years old. I'll be darned. Never thinking really that's what I was going to do. I thought I wanted to be a lawyer or an accountant at the time, and I look back at that and go, wow, that would be such a different career path. (laughs) That's right. What did your folks do? My mom and dad were entrepreneurs, and they owned... um, uh, at one time, a uh, dry cleaners in a couple oh, okay. different locations. So they would leave for work at 6 a.m. and get there at 6:30 and and work late, uh, five and a half days a week for years and years and years. Brothers and sisters? Uh, older sister, younger brother. What do they do? My, my, my brother actually worked for Ford Motor Company for 23 years and is na- now works for Long and Foster Realtors in Washington, D.C. And uh, great business. He's a car guy, kind of like I am. And uh, so my brother and I like that. We like profit. And my sister has always been in the nonprofit world. <laughs> and we definitely have uh, plenty of jokes about that.
0: When you say you're a car <clears throat> guy, explain that. Well,
1: cars are a bad habit for me. Uh-huh. I, uh, I really enjoy jumping in a car. I have three convertibles and just uh, driving down the road. It's very relaxing. Some people like lake houses. Some like boats. I'm a car guy. Right. Uh, What did you do in St. Louis for fun? You know, really started with uh, food. My parents were both very food-oriented, definitely different. My mom, wonderful cook and baker, and my dad, uh, you know, loved to grill and, and really... Uh, at a level it's a little bit above what I would say is normal. And uh, that's where the passion started. So food has
0: always been a passion of mine. And you started in the restaurant business at 15. That 15 was your years first old. Food, food service job. What, what, how'd you get into that?
1: Well, a friend of mine, I was, I was in high school. We we're uh, a friend who I, I was on the water polo team with. And I had six pack abs back then, <laughs> by course. the way. And, uh, uh, and he was going to get a job. I went with him and uh, to a catering company. And uh, really became lifelong friends with the owner of that company, and uh, just absolutely the passion hit. And, you know, that, that's really important for everyone. Whatever you end up doing, you have to do something you're passionate about. I see a lot of people that go to work and hate it,
0: right. and that's no fun. There's too many days in a week to do that. What was the spark? What really got you passionate about being in the in the restaurant business? You know, I, I think
1: hospitality, the service component, When you, when you're taking care of a guest, and you see someone satisfied, someone takes a bite of a steak burger, right. and steam comes off and you see a smile on their face, that's a wonderful thing. Or someone takes a bite of a turtle sundae, you know, freshly made custard with hot fudge, hot caramel, toasted pecans, whipped cream, and a cherry, and taking a bite of that, and you see a smile and a relaxation and that type of component, I think that's, uh, that's what gets me
0: going. Tell me about the <clears throat> progression of your career from that first job. <clears throat> how, did, how did it continue to build? Well, in
1: uh, in you know, didn't we didn't grow up with very much money? So, growing going through high school, I was always working. And uh, senior year, I did a, a cooperative education program, and um, so working half a day. And I, I went from uh, you know, catering company. I worked in a deli, um, just the different operations that I got to experience. Different things getting into full service restaurants. And uh, for college, I went to University of Missouri-Columbia, which is a very tough thing, especially with a daughter that went to KU, right. one <laughs> of my two daughters. And uh, uh, going there, I worked full-time in a Bonanza Steakhouse and then uh, fell in love with it, graduated, and really was lucky to get what I thought was my dream job at the time.
0: What were, what were the, the things you learned early on? That, that you've taken with you throughout your career? Well, I think the
1: passion component is, is, is critical. But the other component that is so important is you know everybody talks about people. And, and the rewarding things in today's world, uh, people that I've worked with a long time ago that you stay in touch with, that you watch them succeed in our industry, and, uh, and grow up, and all of a sudden they go from you know, driving their clunker car at 16 to nice cars as managers. Then they get married and have kids and right. have wonderful families. And that's, uh, uh, so, so the family component uh, with Freddie's, we do a um, conference every 18 months, and we actually call it a family reunion. And I think taking, taking things from the, an employee-employer relationship to uh, you're part of the Freddie's family makes a huge difference.
0: You've talked about that with us before, about how important that is to really build that culture, and I want to I talk about that, but I want to go back to sort of your timeline. How did you get to Wichita, and when did you get here?
1: So um, out of college, I ended up uh, managing Bristol Bar and Grill, upscale seafood concept in uh, St. Louis, Minneapolis, and D.C., and uh, my first true entrepreneurship Track in a big way was a fast food Chinese restaurant called Shanghai Charlie's, kind of like Panda Express. Right. Which, if uh, we would have put it in the right location, would they probably have nine hundred of those right now? Right. But we didn't, so there was only one, <laughs> and uh, sold that. I uh, moved back to D.C., and then some things were happening uh, after I was in D.C. for about seven years with the company that I was working for that I didn't agree with direction. So I left and uh, called a friend of mine who lived in Wichita, Kansas, and was helping run Latour, Olive Tree, Chelsea's, Piccadilly, uh, business and institutional accounts, and uh, I moved to Wichita in 1990.
0: Was that Antoine? It was
1: Antoine, okay. absolutely. So, um, and Antoine, and I what a wonderful individual, and really, the when I moved to Wichita, it was the passion for food and hospitality that you don't see uh, with a lot of companies.
0: What was it like working with him? And, and I'm sure you learned a ton from him.
1: You know, I did. I mean, so I came back with I had this corporate background and also the hospitality and food background, and working with Antoine. You know, he definitely had a, a little different focus, um, and we'd sit down and have some discussions where we would just, you know, it took about a year before we really opened up to each other, mm-hmm. and at that point, it, it was wonderful. It was like, uh, you know, Scott, why did we do this? Well, here's why we did it, and it's for the betterment of the company, and, and sometimes you have to make those decisions, and, uh, but I don't think anybody understood quality food and hospitality like Antoine, really a leader
0: uh, for so, so many years. Yeah. After that, tell me about uh, you. You got involved with some other businesses as well. So I did. So in nineteen late ninety six,
1: um, you know, the entrepreneurship bug never left me. Right. And um, Antoine passed away way too soon, and uh, so I was looking at different concepts. What's what's the next stage in my life look like? And I was running Latour at the time, and you know, I had the, I wish I could find the sheet of paper, but it went to return on investment with restaurants, and dinner-only steakhouses were an incredible, uh, situation. They were, they were a great return on investment. You don't go to work till two o'clock. Right. And you're, you're done really relatively early, 10 o'clock and out of there by midnight. And I said, it just seemed like the right decision at the time. So, uh, a good friend of mine introduced Bill Simon to me and Bill, uh, was involved with Renish Center and, um, and, uh, we hit it off and became partners and lifelong friends and, uh, opened the first timber line and, uh, and that was the start of it in 97. And you had how many timber lines here in Wichita? Uh, in Wichita we had two, but we had uh, six open at one time. And uh, we were doing wonderful and wonderfully. And uh, then uh, 2008 hit, and that was not nice to a full-service steakhouse in the casual dining segment. Right. It, was a, it was a challenging environment. Right. So uh, where did you go from there? Well, actually, so in the middle of that with Freddy's, um, you know, with Randy Simon and, and Bill. So, you know, the two brothers and myself were the three founders, along with Freddie, of course. And uh, we opened the first Freddies, kind of for fun, because we wanted, you know, wonderful custard. Uh, the Simons go to Lake of the Ozarks all the time and um, enjoyed frozen custard. And we really didn't have frozen custard in Wichita. And I'm a St. Louis kid with Ted Drew's frozen custard. Which is one of the most famous ones in the country. And uh, I grew up on steak burgers. And uh, it was something that we all felt we missed... And needed, and we opened the first one. I, I want to say almost for fun. We never planned on opening a second, and everybody uh, questions that motive. But, <laughs> but that's really the truth. I mean, we we opened one, and we used to drive in in Wichita terms. You felt like you were driving to New York because it was 18 minutes from our house to go to the first Freddy's to get, you know, freshly made steak burgers and hot fresh fries and uh,
0: and frozen custard. Right. Bill had obviously had some other food service experience as well.
1: He was a partner in uh, uh, with Dan Taylor in um, Pizza Huts, right? So not really operationally, but from an ownership standpoint, right. he owned a little bit of that. So. And then
0: uh, got into Panera Breads as well. well so that was
1: Randy. Randy oh, that the was a Panera. Randy, yeah, sorry. Randy was a Panera guy, and and uh, so he had obviously had restaurant experience. And uh, the three of us hit it off, and and uh, unfortunately, Bill's not with us anymore. But we've had a lot of fun over the years, right?
0: Tell us about the development. How did you develop that concept? Uh, You've talked about you grew up in St. Louis. You had Custard, uh, these guys... Freddy's made uh, the Simon Boys hamburgers, and and they were like what is offered in Freddy's now. Tell us about the development of that whole that whole concept. You
1: know, it was fun working on working on the original menu. I mean, originally the idea was to do custard only, and then it then uh, the food side of it uh, became part of what we wanted to do, mainly because we wanted a business that would do business 363 days a year. Right, frozen custard only has its ups and downs seasonally. And uh, so we took it back to the items that we had um, growing up done the right way. And that was our total focus, and, and it still is. We've never made a change in almost 15 years. We've never made a change to the detriment of a product, nor will we ever. And uh, we're trying to make our product better every day. We've done some things to enhance our products, right. to make them better, as we've learned more and more. But, uh it's really focusing on just doing it the right way, and it really ties well into, you know, naming our business to honor Freddie. And when Freddie was going up, people just did things the right way for the right reasons. Right. And that attitude with our company really does work well.
0: You talked uh, before, uh, we, well, you and I have talked about culture and how important that is. Uh, tell us about how you create that culture to the point where your folks are really like family.
1: Well, you know, there's the reward side of it is a component. First, you treat people with respect, of course. But the reward, uh, a lot of our general managers of our Freddies uh, own parts of their restaurant. Well, they definitely own part of theirs. And they also own part of other Freddies, our okay. other corporate locations. So it's one big team working for the same goal. And I think that makes a big difference. Uh, it is so important for everybody to know what direction a company's going right. and to understand that
0: long term. It makes a difference. Right. We're in the summer of 2017. How many stores do you guys have, and roughly how many markets are you guys in now?
1: do so We have 263 restaurants open in 30 states. Okay. And uh, so we have a full team of uh, almost 20 individuals, great uh, young men and ladies that travel around the country protecting our brand. I mean, that's our today our role uh, pulling the company restaurants out of the loop for a second uh, is protector of the brand. We want to make sure everyone's operating at a great level so that when a guest goes into a Freddy's in Knoxville, Tennessee, they get the same experience as San Antonio, Texas, or Bakersfield, California. Right. How do you decide on a market mm-hmm. to go into? Uh, usually just looking for great places to go on vacation. Oh, really? wait, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> you know what? It really does depend on uh, on You know, the population, the demographics. We have a wonderful real estate team. And we actually have a program that Wichita State helped us uh, write that goes into the factors that make the best Freddie's. And we put every new location into this model along with another program to uh, hopefully determine that this one has a great chance for success. And uh, the other side of it is always, although the computer stuff's great, but feet on the street is uh, equally as important or Mm -hmm. more important. Gut feel.
0: We have written a lot, obviously, over the over the 31 years we've been in existence, talking a lot about companies, companies that scale, companies that grow quickly. Uh, a lot of companies grow very quickly in the first three years, and then they can't handle that type of growth. It, something goes wrong. How did you guys manage the growth of Freddy's? You
1: know, a perfect storm in a very positive way. So the, the, the advantage we had really was... You know, Bill and I were, were basically living off Timberline. Timberlines were doing great, and Randy had Paneros. So um, from a financial standpoint, we weren't as concerned about pulling money out, and we were reinvesting uh, all the time and have continued that attitude to the growth we have today. I mean, we feed, um, we're very fortunate, we feed a million guests a week, north of a million guests a week today. Wow. So um, we have always been ahead of the game with support. So whether we're talking our marketing team or public relations or... Or uh, support teams that go around and travel, or real estate. We are purchasing. We're we're definitely ahead of the game. And when we need two people, we might have three. Right. But we're ahead
0: of it. I know you talk to a lot of different people on an individual basis, and you're also asked to go speak to groups about Freddy's about your experience what is the best advice you have for people who also want to run their own business and, and be a success?
1: You know, I think the, the passion component is critical, but the other component is go for it. And it's, it's a lot of times you can sit and analyze something forever and never make a decision. I think, uh, I think the biggest thing that someone would regret would be putting a lot of energy into trying to develop a business and never pulling the trigger.
0: Aim, 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 aim. Okay. Sometimes you got to go for it, right? (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, Not every concept you've been involved with has Mm -hmm. been a great success. Uh, how have you learned from those experiences where things may not have turned out exactly like you wanted them to?
1: Well, I think you learn more from failure than you do from success sometimes. And uh, I, I definitely know how to make money, but I definitely know how to lose money also. So, <laughs> uh, And I think that's normal, uh, uh, very normal for an entrepreneur. Uh, I still think there's things that, that the market, when you look at the restaurant market, and that's what I do, uh, when you look at that, what is needed? What, what is there a shortage of? And trying to identify those. Uh, but I still look at... Uh, the fast food Chinese restaurant I had, I uh, jokingly call that my master's degree. And it was, you know, because I was working with, with layout and construction and equipment and design and, uh, and marketing. And, oh, and then by the way, you have to serve guests in that place too. So uh, taking all those components and putting them together really does assist and, and really
0: teaches you what is important. Your chief operating officer at Correct. Freddy's. Mm-hmm. What are your responsibilities specifically?
1: So I oversee uh, the purchasing, franchising, construction, operations, menu development, and I'm probably forgetting something, but we, <laughs> we share a lot of those. Uh, we work together. It's definitely a team effort. This morning, we had a meeting on uh, our LTOs for next year, limited time offers. So... We sat in the room for an hour and a half and talked about food. Right. The next stage of that will be, um, we're actually going to be having a milkshake tasting, okay, because we want to help promote milkshakes a little more. So. That's rough. So we're going to, uh, yeah, we have a lot of volunteers for that, Bill, <laughs> and it's, it's fun. But the, uh, uh, we'll sit there and sometimes, you know, in, in concretes, we'll make 20 different concretes, which ones make sense, or looking for a different food item uh, and, and just trying to put something together that we know our guests will enjoy. How often are you on the road you know, a lot. I would say at least probably three times a month, at and least. Do you attend every opening? I don't. I, on the first hundred, I went to 97 of the first hundred. Now, it's, uh, if it's a new market or a new franchisee, I like to go uh, celebrate with them. And, uh, or if it's someone I just you know, want to go see a
0: market, well, I'll definitely go do that. You talked about franchisees. What are you looking for if somebody approaches you and says, hey, I'm interested in in, in buying the rights to a market, being a franchisee? How do you go about uh, choosing those folks?
1: Well, the most important thing for us is brand protector. So it's important for us, you know, from a financial standpoint, they have to understand what it's going to take financially. Uh, from a market standpoint, it has to be a viable market. And then the uh, most important component is really... Fitting into our culture. And uh, we like to call that, jokingly, the no-jerk rule. You know, we want people... You want somebody that you'd be comfortable going on and sure. having a glass of wine or a beer with and uh, and know that they're going to be proud of the brand. We want Fred Heads. And um, the stories are always great with um, franchisees coming in. One gentleman in, in uh, Georgia... Uh, was driving down the road. He owned some restaurants. He's driving down the road on his phone, preoccupied like most people. Right. And uh, pulled off the highway to get an iced tea, and uh, thought he was going to Chick Fil A, and went into a Freddy's because our awnings are similar in color. Okay. He goes in, he sees all these happy people dining, and tries the food. Uh, goes back the next day, and uh, with his family, brings his family back the next day from about an hour and a half away. Goes, wow. And and. So they, his family enjoyed it, and uh, he recently opened his first restaurant. His second one's under construction, and he's got a. I think he's doing eight or ten Freddys.
0: That's where the culture comes in, and the is. attention to quality. And you've now you've got a customer, and he's part of the company.
1: Absolutely. I mean, if he walked in and said, "Yeah, I, this looks really cool. I've never been in a Freddy's," it would be a, a very polite but short conversation. Right. Yeah. I think the fun thing with freddy's now is really just watching our future we opened 59 restaurants last year uh we're going to open uh a little probably a few more than that this year and just keeping us at a steady pace where we can make sure we're taking care of our our team members and our guests every day because that's really what it's all
0: about is there an end goal is there a place where you say we we want to get to 500 and that's it or we want to get to 600 and that's it I think my end goal was always, I want to
1: get to 100. Oh wait, we have 263. Right. So uh, time goes fast. And as long as we're having fun, you just keep going. And uh, I think that our we have an incredible team in our, our office now. We actually have uh, 60 employees in our office in Wichita. And I think everybody having fun and moving forward and proud and protecting the brand, uh, that keeps us going. What's your favorite thing on the menu? You know... Uh, Uh, Patty melt is uh, one of my favorites, and uh, I like to put uh, grilled jalapenos on that for a little kick. It's kind of nice. Uh, And then for custard, I am a vanilla custard with peanut butter, Reese's peanut butter cups, and Reese's pieces. I love peanut butter, and uh, it's just, and I only need, I'm very fortunate I can walk behind the line and make my own. Right. And I need one scoop of custard. I'm a happy person, but it just, just makes you smile. Having
0: fun? Absolutely. Every day. Thanks for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. Really appreciate it, Scott. Thank you. Scott brought over some chocolate chip custard sandwiches they're trying out. They passed the Business Journal test with rave reviews. Next week, Episode 6, Wichita Entrepreneur Christina Long. She owns CML Collective and is active in the effort to support Wichita entrepreneurship, especially minority business people. The ranks of Wichita entrepreneurs are more diverse than you think. That's coming up next week.
1: At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are our favorites, so we created our own series. Visit equitybank.com slash napkin stories to watch the startup stories of great businesses across the Midwest.
0: That's Biz Talk with Bill Roy for this week. For everyone at the Wichita Business Journal, thanks for listening. And thanks once again to producer Brittany Showalter. Nice job. And to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week and a safe Independence Day.